All right, what's up? This is the Real Deal Podcast, uh, Manny Marshall, and uh, it's almost 10 o'clock on Friday evening, and we are kind of in the middle of nowhere. Well, I guess it's by University of Delaware, so I think it's the middle of nowhere, but it feels like the middle of nowhere. And I'm with um, some of the guys from Infamous, uh, Kevin Callie Rudolph. Hey, what's up, guys? Greg Sewers. Hello. And uh, Nikki Cuba. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you guys, you know, I mean, um, you're having a good year, um, you know, known you guys for a long time now, come up a lot, and uh, um, had some good performances recently, and just kind of wanted to pick your brains about the team, um, let people know where you guys came from, you guys, you know, fought long and hard to get to where you're at now, um, long and hard, I mean, very, very long road for, for some of you guys to get here, I mean, you know, I mean, Nikki, how long have you been playing this game now, man? Uh, 21 years. Twenty nine you know, years, been playing pros since seventeen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was all that other time that was just that uh, the fun time when I was a kid and stuff like that. But I mean, when you reflect back, you know, because you've kind of had different kind of ages of your career, and um, you've gone through a lot of transition, transformation, lived on different coasts. You're back in New York now. Um, you know, I mean, you came up as kind of being this like brash New York kid. Uh, front guy on, on on ground zero when I met you and then you know then we played on excessive and you lived in California with, with me and we lived together uh, formed excessive built that team up then you went to the Ironman won your first world title with them and uh, and then now you're on infamous so I mean you've been doing this shit for a long time now do you ever trip on that a little bit and kind of think about how far you've come yeah man it's just a uh, you know surreal experience just that uh, able to do what I love and at the same time, you know, looking back at all the steps, you know, you never thought that, you know, when you started out, like, oh, I'm going to be a professional paintball player. It was more like, this is a fun sport. I love it. You know, this is my hobby. And, you know, slowly it was just like that drug that I just had to have all the time. It was like, I had to do it. I had to be playing it every weekend, every week. You know, that it just started like that. It was like every weekend. Then it was like, I had to play every week and every weekend I was just you know took over my life you know still does and I mean you grew up next to a paintball store right yeah grew up next to a paintball store that's how I started playing you know I was able to uh, you know basically 10 feet away from my uh, my fence hop over the fence and just go chill out with all the paintball guys and you know my older brother started playing and you want to be like your older brother which old brother Joe so he started playing, then all the local kids around the neighborhood started playing. And I was like, I'm gonna grab a gun, you know, and just start, you know, playing. Went out there, just had tons of fun. And uh, I think it's just the same experience everyone has, you know, when you get that bug, where it's just like, it's that consuming of you. How'd you, you, know? get, how'd you get on ground zero to start with? Like how that relationship uh, began? That started with, you know, just playing in Long Island and Winning local tournaments as a young kid, formed my own team, was like uh, called Complete Chaos. And uh, won a couple of local tournaments and then lost to uh, Mr. Yu's local team, Booty Quake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of here, dude. Yeah. Booty Quake was in. Yeah, he bunkered me for the first time that I've like, ever been bunkered in my life. Mr. Yu bunkered you for the first time? Yep. That's like that name from, uh, was that Tropical Thunder? <laughs> it's Booty Sweat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, just started <laughs> Booty Quake. playing through the ranks there. Got picked up by Timberwolves. 
won all the New York events, and then that was five men. And what year was this? I was like 90, 91. Uh, 92, you know, and then like... In so 90, were you even born in 90? Man, I was born in 89. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, got looked at by Chain Gang, which was a 10-man team. And back in the day, you're like, 10-man team? Like, oh, yeah, I want to play 10-man. Chain Gang, Booty Sweat, Complete <laughs> <laughs> Chaos, which must have been... I mean, that would also describe drinking beers with you, too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> booty sweat. <laughs> you can play chaos booty sweat. That's, that's yeah. exactly, exactly it. So, uh, so that, okay, so then from there. Yeah, uh, so Chain Gang got to play for one event at the uh, IAO. And we did it right there. We didn't win it. But um, the team wound up getting picked apart because another team called uh, East Coast Eliminators, which was Top Dogs, they wound up, you know, uh, folding, but wanted to pick up all the best players in New York and became Ground Zero. And uh, Jerry Braun and all these guys called me up and they were like, hey, come play uh, Skyball with me. And I was like, you know, 15 at the time. I had a phone call from these guys and they're like, hey, we want you to come play Skyball. And I was 15 year old kid, like, just so excited on the phone. I was like, mom, mom, they're calling, they want me to go play. And she's like, who's going? What are their names? Do I know them? And I was like, yeah, you, you know, I gave her some names. She's like, all right, I need to talk to them. They need to, uh, you know, sign up the, on the permission slips. <laughs> and um, wound up going up there. We did really good. Uh, the first team won. We took, like, fifth. And uh, that was it, you know. Like, from there on, it was just wanting to compete and wanting to play at the highest level and wanting to be the best player in the world. You know, that's what drove me. And uh, so it would be every weekend drive up to Newburgh, two hours, drive back two hours, drive up two hours, and, uh, you know, play with them. And then team started wanting to go in a different change. And I really didn't like the change that it was going. And that's when I got, you know, uh, on an airplane and I went to every professional team around the U.S., and I went to Shock, I went to Bob Long's Ironman, I went to Ironman, tried out for every one of them, and they all wanted me on the team, and it was just like, you know, me picking where I wanted to go, and I chose Shock, just because... It's 2003. Yeah. yeah. First year Expo. No, uh, yeah, sorry, first year Expo in 2003, and it was just guys that I grew up, you know, idolizing, you know, like Billy Sharansky, Todd Adamson, you know, uh, all these guys, uh, Mike Bruno, Dino, you know, Ryan Williams, amazing player, uh, you know, and all these guys, I was like, oh, I get to play with these guys. You know, like, they're my style. You know, like you said, uh, I'm just a uh, brash person in your face, and they're the same way, and that's what I always looked at and tried to emulate. And uh, I got a chance to play with them, played with uh, them under, you know, the flag of Aftershock, which was, you know, one of the greatest teams ever. And uh, it was just a uh, another outlet for me to go to and get out there and start playing. And, you know, we did all right. We didn't have a uh, monster season. I got to play with Todd, actually, Martinez. It was his last season there, too. And then at the end of the year, he's like, I'm going Dynasty. And at that time, I was trying to figure out what I was doing. There was, uh, you know, some contracts that weren't fulfilled and stuff like that so you know I wanted to get my contracts fulfilled and I would stay or 
they didn't get fulfilled and I would leave. So I wound up leaving and uh, wanted to go to the mecca of paintball in San Diego where all the best players and teams were. So got on a plane, came out, visited Matt Marshall, yes. stayed on his couch for a little while, <laughs> checked out. it out, yeah. and uh, then I made my final trip out there. And I was out there for 10 years, you know, with uh, building excessive, going through those years of uh, struggling in the beginning and then coming to be, you know, on top and winning lots of events, turning people's heads. You know, watching Heroes for a day, watch, you know, Nick and Cuba transform. So we'll get to the second part of your career. So, Greg, you know, where the hell did you come from? I mean, I know, but <laughs> let, let's let the people out there know, you know, I mean, you're, you know, playing some amazing paintball right now and, uh, um, you know, tell people where you started from because you've had quite the journey too, man. Shit, you're only 22, though we're talking about the gray hair starting to come in on you here. And stressing out. Stressing out with some years on your body so far. So, you know, where did you come from? Uh, actually, my story is really similar to Nick's. I grew up uh, in the Boston area, playing with... Uh, Where's your accent, dog? Boston man, My mom was a teacher. You say Boston, she slaps you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it got real. <laughs> go, go Say park the car in the yard. Park the car in the yard. <laughs> hey, spot on, bro. Got you. So it's there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I grew up just outside the city, so I, I grew up playing with all the Hurricane kids. And then if you guys remember the semi-pro team, Distortion. Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, I put, actually... Played for that team, I'll get there. But um, yeah, I grew up playing with those guys. I grew up at a local paintball store named uh, Horror Show, and my dad still plays for the team. And uh, the two guys that own that pretty much taught me how to play paintball until the Hurricanes finally gave me a look. And I think, I mean, my first national tournament was in 2002. I think I was 13 at the time, so I went to Skyball. And I played with no the horror way. show kids. That yeah, is, is similar story. Super fun. That's Got ironic. a taste of it, and then it was a. Uh, it was all downhill from there. Couldn't stop. I worked at uh, two stores in a field. I was playing four times a week. Um, and I bounced up through, like, every league. I went D3, 2, 1, got to semi-pro, bounced around on a bunch of semi-pro teams. And actually, the last semi-pro team I played for was Team Distortion. We came out to practice. Maddie and Nick on Excessive, we racked up a $1,500 bill on four different rooms at the hotel for the week. And Eclipse said, pay these bills or we're disbanding the team. So next thing you know, there's no more team distortion. Wow. That practice. But uh, on, At that practice? That's at what that happened? practice. What yep. you guys oh. do their rooms? Yeah. I wasn't there all week. I had to fly home. But they stayed <laughs> what did they do in the room? room? Exactly. Steak <laughs> dinners, baby. Steak dinners no in San way, Diego. Dude. Hotel circle. Wow. <laughs> Down a hotel circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good area. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I... I Grew up, I played for a bunch of New England teams. I had my stint with uh, PTI, which was kind of like a big divisional team out of New England. And then uh, I had my controversies with the Hurricanes. I just never ended up on the team. Had uh, some struggles with Jeff Stein along the way. So in 2006, I finally got the opportunity to play for New York Extreme. So I went out to San Bernardino, played with them a couple of points. Mm-hmm. Turned, went to World Cup with them, played a couple of points, and... It wasn't the NYX of, uh, of the olden days. It was uh, newer guys. We didn't have the Blonsky brothers, so we pretty much just got smashed down. Well, on a, a snowboard trip, I got a call from Bill Landry, who also taught me how to play paintball, and Junior Brown, with the opportunity to go play for Excessive. So I took my girlfriend's car, drove to the airport that day, flew out to a practice. They invited me back, and then I spent my entire senior year of high school every Friday. I got dismissed from school. 
around one o'clock. I'd fly to Sacramento, practice with excessive. I'd fly home Sunday night, land at 6 a.m. just in time for my dad to pick me up and drop me off at first period. And that was senior year. The, uh, the agreement was that if I flew out all season... You must have been the rock star at school. You're like, I, yeah, California you know in Spanish class? They're always like, what do you do over the weekend? Fui a la California every single Monday. Uh-huh. And they all thought I was lying, I think. But, <laughs> <laughs> how do you like me now? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, the agreement was that at the end of the year, if they paid all these flights, that I'd move out. So next thing you know, a week came by. They were like, all right, it's now or never. I applied to Sacramento State, got into Sac State, moved to Sacramento two weeks after that. So I moved out before my high school graduation, actually. My gown's still in the package. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I missed my college education, or my college graduation to go to France. Instead. Yeah, there you so go, right? You, yeah. That's the point of July in France. Yeah. I missed my high school graduation for Chicago. <laughs> all right, so we're all on the same, all page. the same page. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I got to Sacramento. That was 2007, right out of high school. Um, and I spent that year playing with Excessive. I lived with Rich Telford for a little while. That was quite the experience. I, I owe him a lot of credit. He taught me a lot about paintball. He really turned me into like the aggressive person that I am now. But uh, it was a struggling year. It was a really tough year for Excessive. And then uh, towards the end, I felt like I was getting sat without much reasoning to it. I thought that I had been playing well. And then the opportunity came up. I actually talked to Nikki when he was on Ironman. Stole him. You know, got the opportunity <laughs> to go for tryout for the Ironman. So that weekend, uh, me and Johnny Perjack got picked up by the Ironman. That was, what, 2007? The end of 2007, yep. Yeah. So we played 2008 with the Ironmen. Awesome season. We, uh, we won the World Cup that uh, that year. Well, say that. but We won the World Cup that year. Um, some pretty good placements throughout the year. Learned a lot. I mean, got to play with the best of the best. You know, Oliver was on the team, and Nikki was on the team, and Paxson, and all these big names. So I kind of got to earn a little bit of my own name when I was on that team. And then uh, at the end of that season... Money went dry, or whatever the reason was, all the guys that weren't local got cut. And then after that, I went on just a stint of bouncing from team to team, trying to find a home. I mean, I played for the Bushwhackers, and Explicit, and Oakland Blast, and Aftershock, and, man, Aftermath. Just tons of these different proteins. Spin the roulette wheel and see where the ball falls. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, just trying to find out, like, where I fit in. I tried to stay with a couple teams, and either the money wasn't there to fly in, or... There was a reason for leaving every team, but then uh, no real good placings, you know? I've actually, I had never won a U.S. tournament until I played with Infamous this year. Chicago 2012 was my first U.S. win my entire life. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've been playing since 2002. 10 years. You gotta tell them that you don't count. I don't, okay, when we when I played with the Ironmen, we won the World Cup. I was going to say, you won that. I mean, you were on that squad. I didn't play a single point. I got sat the entire event, so I don't even count it. It's not a win. I got a cool paycheck. That was sweet, but that's all I care about. You always say I just want to play. You always say you won a World Cup, or you're on a team that won a World Cup. Yeah, I just gave it for the interview. I don't <laughs> tell anybody. <laughs> hey, way to keep it real, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I, I didn't count it, and then my first two on the tab were infamous happy to be on the team and kind of like you feel like I've established my own little home on this one so I want to get to you know because you're playing really good right now I don't want that shit to go to your head but you are and all you guys are that's why you're here um but Callie so I mean you know you came up on the east coast like Greg Mm -hmm. a little bit different place I mean we played together on excessive yeah yeah. you've also morphed your career quite a lot too I mean I was saying that on the webcast today and I was like you know man when I first saw Callie he was this like little 
aggressive maniac running around when we actually ran aside together at World Cup. I think we took third or second that year. We got second to yeah, Dynasty. Yeah, we got second to yeah. Dynasty and we did pretty well. I remember because I broke my big toe. That's a whole other story. <laughs> I, cut, I just took pain pills and cut the, the hole out of my out of my thing. But um, but yeah, we took second that year. and that, But that's how I remember you. You know, it was just like really fast, aggressive front player. And I was saying how the best back players are former front players. You know, yeah. and now you morph to that two or that three role, you know, that mid or that back player. But talk about your start. You know, I mean, I know you came up with J-Rab. Yeah. Um, I basically started out in Northern Virginia um, at the Pevs Fields. You know, I was a little Pevs store rat just hanging out all the time. Um, I started playing a lot of, like, tournament, like, local tournament paintball, but all my friends in school, like, weren't really into it as much as I was. And uh, I was really fortunate that Steve Rabikoff and Justin Rabikoff and, you know, Brandon Rabikoff, they all moved to Virginia to work for Pev. And, you know, Rusty and John also did the same. And, um, you know, Rab, you know, wanted to play paintball and have his kid play. And so when I was out at the field, I was looking for, you know, guys to play with my age and have some fun and whatever. It just so happens that, you know, Justin and I became really good friends. And he's like, well, you guys should start a little team together. And we just picked up local guys, started DC Devastation, and, you know, just kind of took it from there. We, we played, like, one year of D3. We, we didn't do so well, but we were good enough that we wanted to keep advancing. And we had, you know, a pretty good core group of guys. Um, one of those guys is Gino Benedicto, who also played with Infamous. And um, when we went to D1, we picked up Eric Prom also, and he also played with Infamous. So we had a good core, core group of guys. But, um, you know, we always had the support of, you know, Rab and Rusty and John and Nikki was there, you were there. Um, you know, all those really big name pro guys that we you know I looked up to completely you know you guys took us under your wing and brought us up and beat us down and made us better and you know it helped my career out you know substantially and uh, basically in our last year of D1 we the team broke up just because of money and didn't have the financial support and that's when I flew out to trial for excessive yeah, I and um, I flew down there and practiced and you guys picked me up, and I got to start on the team, and it was awesome. I couldn't, you know, I'll never forget that. And we had a good tournament. I remember when we went to Cup, and we were we did really well. I mean, obviously, we took second. Mm-hmm. Dynasty was in, you know, they were in good form then too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we had that was a close match. I remember when in the finals. Yeah. Um, remember what was it? You, that was the year we almost fought Rage. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. My yeah. like, well, get the knives, get the guns. Yeah, we we're beating like, them down. The? Yeah, we beat him, beat him down. down. My Uncle Carmine was like, I got a gun. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Carmine. Yeah, Nikki's Uncle Carmine, who's retired to Florida. Just make your own story up there. I was watching the game. He comes up afterwards. Oh, that was hilarious. But yeah, we beat him down pretty bad. And then uh, it was like some upset. sort of like, we, I don't know, something got overshot at the end. He just turned around and started spraying everybody walking off the field. And we all ran on the field like crazy maniacs. And, and then nothing too serious happened, luckily. Yeah. But, you know. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it was my first pro event, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was, yeah, a lot it was fun. fun. It was a good story for sure. That first event, I didn't even have my own jersey. I wore Nikki's. Still have it. So. Still have that one? Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> it's like the camo one. I remember those. Yeah. I still got one of those for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Sold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have one. Get that rent money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but from there, I mean, I was an East Coast guy, and, you know, the team's West Coast base, and. You know, I was in school still. I was a high school student. I think I was a sophomore at the time. So flying all the time was a pain in the butt, east coast, west coast, like Greg was saying, you know. 
you land Monday morning at 6 a.m. and you got to be at school in you know an hour or two and um, so I ended up you know not staying with excessive and going back to infamous with like Travis and you know some of the other guys left excessive later on but we came to infamous but that's where me Justin and Gino really found our home was with infamous guys and played with them for two years and um, I was you know in college at the time and kind of wanted to see where I could really take paintball and what I could do with it and I got to try out with Russian Legion went out to Moscow and tried out for the team and made the team and I thought you know the grass might be greener on the other side but you know it was a great experience playing overseas and I lived in Moscow for a month just training every day it's crazy to see what they do every day what was that like um it, it's basically like just like a like a job almost you know you wake up go to the field you do like a little morning workout and then you play for I love five. how they call it fitness over yeah, there. Yeah, it's fitness, yeah. <laughs> it's not working out. Yeah, it's and you fitness. do some like like some funny like basketball game where it's like a hyperball tube and you have to like basically play basketball but it's a hyperball tube. It's it's kinda of funny, but I was laughing and then you like play like dodgeball in the morning just to get a little adrenaline going and then you play for about five hours doing really specific drills that they want you to work on and it's just repetitive over and over and over and over. And I was the only American out there at the time, well, JP was out there with the second team, um, but I was the only American out there, so I was always put on, like, the divisional squad against the starting Russian guys, you know, so I'm always, like, in the trenches, like, gun battling my life off, you know, so it was a, it was a lot of paintball, you know, playing every day, and I'd go home with the Russian guys after the, after the day of practice, I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to go to sleep, but I'm out here, I need to go experience the Moscow, world, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it was tough, and, you know, I give them a lot of props for playing every day like that. It's just like a full-time job, and it was a lot of fun, and I wouldn't take anything back, you know. Coming out of that month-long trip, you know, I was playing the best paintball I think I could have ever played, you know what I mean? So, played a year with them, and because I was a full-time college student, I couldn't really meet their requirements for coming out to practices and because back it's different now but back it's then different you, you now, had yeah. to spend time out there yeah you're you sign a contract that you know you you're supposed to uphold and you're supposed to be out there for a certain amount of time out there in moscow for a certain amount of time to train and whatever and i knocked a good chunk of that off that one month but um you know they they ask a lot because they want you to be there for the whole week before the tournament and you know be, you're playing every day then too and then you have a, a little break and then you have the tournament and so that's about two weeks where you know you're at the tournament and being a full-time college student you can't really miss two weeks of class you're no. gonna they'll fail you right away yeah. so I was on really good terms with my professors and stuff like that but you know when I'm like okay I gotta miss this much time it just really wasn't happening and so you know it's kind of like well you need to make these dates or you know you can't be on the team and I was like well I'm not gonna drop out of school out of college I've always known since day one that, you know, paintball's an awesome sport, but, you know, not everything is guaranteed. So I went to school for graphic design in Virginia, and it's a lot of fun, and I wanted to keep that up. It was a good um, opportunity that I wanted to take. And uh, so I went back. Well, I took a year off of uh, PSP and just played seven with Arsenal. It was a lot of fun because Tom's a great guy. He's an awesome owner. And I knew some of the Arsenal guys from Justice because they were a pep-based team also. And so Justin and I played seven man with them, and we won three of the four tournaments, and had a lot of fun doing that. And just ended up 
I kind of established that PSP is the the main. It's the big league. Yeah, it's the big league. So I really wanted to keep playing PSP and went back to my home team, Infamous, and you know I don't think I'll ever leave. You know, this is my home, so. You know, so let let's talk about Infamous a little bit. You know, and and your different roles on the team. I mean, you've all, as we've established, had you know quite the journey to get here, and uh, you know mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, all over the place. I mean, you know, Nikki's played for Jesus Christ almost every team in the league, and uh, so so Sewers. And, uh, <laughs> not proud of that. Not proud of that. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, Callie, you've you've also walked some miles too. Um, but it's an interesting journey. I'm, I'm sure you guys probably wouldn't take any of it back. You know, I mean, you got old souls because of that journey. You know, obviously Greg does. He's getting the gray hair and everything. <laughs> Sorry, mine's, co- mine's coming so in. Stressful. Mine's coming in hard too, dude. Though I'm substantially older than you. Yeah, but, uh, it's cold, man. It's I'm just taller than you guys, so you guys can't really see this. A <laughs> new baby's probably getting a couple of ones. Oh yeah, look at the, look at the glaze right there. No, go back this <laughs> the way. Glaze. Go back this way. There it is. Oh, see the nice. gray glaze. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's coming in. <laughs> You're yeah. lucky. This is audio. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, you guys have logged a, a lot, a lot of miles. Put um, you know, it, it's funny. You know, you, you meet people, and a lot of people never. I mean, you know, people will be like, you're talking to people, and and uh, you're like, start talking about New York or something, you know, or wherever, you know, some Paris or something like that, and and you're talking about like they've been there before because <laughs> you've been there like five times, you know, and it's like. And then you're like, oh, you, you ever been to so and so? And they're like, no. And then you're like, you have to like almost hold back because you know. And then you're like, well, I'm used to talking to paintball people and or you know guys like yourself. And it's just like, man, you know, you, you really do uh, age your soul pretty much when when you when you play at, at this level for a long period of time. I mean, shit, dude, you're 22, Greg, right? Yeah, I just turned 23. Just turned That's 23. Oh, Callie, how old are you now? 23. Jesus Christ, you're only 23 years old. Mm-hmm. My God. I'm 25. Fine. <laughs> 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 Nikki Cuba is 37 years old, everybody. Nah, Nikki just turned 30, right? One. 31. Oh my God, you're 31. Broke now? the hill. 31. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, that being said, so now you guys are infamous, and, um, you know, you guys are at the top, and everyone's trying to tear you down now. And um, how does that make you guys feel? Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal podcast brought to you by paintballaccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Maddie Marshall SD, and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for tuning in to The Real Deal, and be sure to listen in next week.